A guy that uh, is finally getting his NFL career started. It has been a long and winding road, to quote Paul McCartney for this guy, former UW-Whitewater Warhawk, who went to Cincinnati, bounced in and out, then went over to New England for, what, two weeks, I think it was, maybe. Got hooked up with the Packers. Finally looked like he was going to make it last year. Well, he had the roster made last year, and then uh, took a dive against Pittsburgh, and we didn't see him <laughs> until December, but he is on an active roster on opening day for the first time, and he gets a win in his hometown of Chicago, and big things are coming for this guy. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jake Kumaro to the turn in the fifth quarter. Hello, Jake. Hey. How good did it feel to run out on an opening day at last? It felt awesome. I bet. Yeah. Worked out nice I and bet. close. I bet, yeah, there. nice and close. Um, how did you stay positive and pointed toward that moment in the four years since leaving Whitewater. Uh, it's easy just out there playing ball. You know, you're having fun with your friends every day, and uh, you're always working towards that, that main goal of getting in the game on Sunday. And, you know, I just kept after it until, uh, you know, this year now I'm healthy and ready to roll. Was it always easy, though? No, I was going to say, it, yeah. it couldn't have been that easy, right? No, it's not easy. Uh, you know, nothing in life's easy, but if it's, if it's fun, you know, you have your friends with you and you're working hard, then it makes it all worth it. You have fun out there. I mean, it's yeah. obvious. You really, you, you, you fly around and you're, you know, no matter if you're a gunner, you're catching the big one against the Jets, you know, for your first touchdown, uh, the smile never leaves your face. <laughs> yeah, no, it's out there. Uh, <laughs> it's just fun playing ball, you know. Uh, we have a lot of different things we got to do, and, and my role on the team consists of a lot of special teams and, you know, a lot of uh, filling in on offense, so I got to make sure I got all my assignments down and do my job. And once you get everything down, then you can have fun and start playing fast. So what was that locker room like after a tough night? That was one of the one of the funner locker rooms I've ever been in after a win. Uh, the environment was great. Uh, guys were dancing, jumping around, excited. Coaches smiling. Everyone's. I saw the video. Yeah, the Packers.com put up the video of the post game, and yeah. it was uh, very carefully edited. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw that too. Yeah, <laughs> just a few parts. Very carefully edited. A few things were left out, yeah. uh, but uh, that kind of excitement, and now to to build off it, and we can get into the whole. Offensive struggles. I know the Bears have pretty good defense, but there just seemed to be, I don't want to say a hesitancy about it, but, you know, Aaron talked about a little longer out of the huddle, a little longer at the line of scrimmage, looking things over just to make sure everything was copacetic, and it just seemed that it never really started firing. Yeah, it took us a few plays to get going. The first two drives, you know, weren't what we expected. And you got to give the Bears credit. You know, their defense was real solid. But, uh, yeah, you know, we ended up figuring out a way to get the ball down the field, a few big plays, and, and you never know. You would get in the end zone. It's like the drives of old. I mean, four yeah. plays, 74 yards in a minute and a half, and boom, 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 you're on the board. Right. When you got 12 back there, you know, one big play is just, you know, always really close. So you never know when it's going to happen. Can you talk a little bit about the learning curve of having a new head coach coming in and then learning a new offense, a new system? Yeah, it's definitely a bit of a challenge, you know, when the new coach gets in there. It's happened to me a few times in my career so far, so I've gone through it. And uh, it's really just having to study a little extra on your own. Because when you're in there in the meetings, you know, you're locked in, you're going over practice and, and things that are things that are, you know, right in your face. But then when you get back to the house, you got to go over the little details and make sure you double check everything. So it takes a little bit extra studying when you get a new offense in. In terms of studying, how many hours would you estimate you've put in off the field learning a new system like this? Um, during OTAs, you got to put in a lot of time. During training camp, you don't have much time at all because you get home and it's bedtime. And you're, back, <laughs> yeah. you're back up the next day. 
But, uh, you know, you, you do your couple hours of meetings in the day, and then, you know, even if you get an hour in at night watching film and study, and that, that goes a long way if you do it each day. So when you're learning the new offense, you're looking over film, are you looking at film of, uh, let's say, you know, Tennessee's concepts last year, going back to even Falcon, Redskin, Ram stuff that LaFleur has been a part of over the years? Yeah, we watch a lot of his, uh, his old film from the other teams. When we're putting in plays, he'll explain the play to us, you know, and, uh, he'll draw it up on the board, and then he'll show us a clip of it working in a game. And most of those games are from his old teams. So a lot of them are from different quarterbacks. So we got a lot. And only the place that worked. Right? Yeah, does he ever, does he ever yeah. bring out the, does he bring out the low light yeah. reel of the plays that went wrong? He does. Does yeah. he? Yeah, he'll, he'll show plays that don't work or plays that had a good look that should have worked that didn't or that, that could have been one way or another. Yeah, he, he has everything. Because you know it's never going to be perfect out there. It gives you a better understanding of uh... – the assignment errors you can't avoid yeah. running a play or or dealing with a concept as they like to say right and then that's how they learn from them you know you see it on the film and you say oh this guy should have done this different so you change the play and then that's how there's always little tweaks and you know minor adjustments that need to be made was there a, a specific problem area for you with this type of an offense for you to learn did anything give you a, an extra challenge maybe compared to different systems you've learned over the years um no there's nothing too out of the blue with the offense it's definitely intricate and it's it's tough to learn but um yeah it's just like you know football is you know somewhat similar everywhere you go so it wasn't too crazy so when it starts rolling um what will it look like how will things happen, do you think, with this offense? I think we're going to be flying around. You know, we, we do a lot of fast moving in practice, so I think that's going to carry over into the games, uh, doing hurry-up offense and Aaron catching 12 men on the field and us taking shots and guys to jump off sides. And, yeah, we got some good stuff, so we just got to get to next week. What I've noticed is uh, a lot of shifting, a lot of movement. As they say, they like to have the defense have their eyes busy dealing with you guys pre-snap. Yeah definitely helps uh, us as an offense get an advantage you know if pre-snap the defense has to make a change because if we go line up and run then they have their call made but if we shift or move a guy to the other side they have to communicate and sometimes miscommunication happens and that helps us and all that shifting indicates in, especially for Aaron what that defense what package they're in what kind of look they're in if you, that can be as simple as seeing one guy follow a receiver or a tight end in motion that gives Aaron an indication, okay, this is the coverage I'm looking at right. now. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you, if you motion and the nickelback goes with you, chances are it's man. Every time, yeah. Every single time. Yeah, a lot of times we do that with different guys, move them around, see who's guarding who, and Aaron's so smart back there, he'll change the play or he'll leave it as is and get – Get, get a good, oh, get so a he's good still position. changing plays, is he? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's always going to do that. You know? and, and he does it to get us in the best uh, you know, position to be successful. So he does it to help everybody. Jake, is there friction between Lafleur and Rogers? <laughs> of course not. Uh, Give us the scoop, Jake. Yeah, really. No, they're good. Um, you know, we have great meetings, and they're both really smart guys, and they both do things, you know, uh, Coach has been doing things for a long time one way, and so is Aaron. So they're combining their uh, good ideas, and we're going to have a good offense. Do you guys ever just get tired of hearing that stuff in the media? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not the first time I've been asked that, I guess. But, um, <laughs> nah, it's all right. You guys, are, you guys are wondering. I always wonder how you guys take us. Great assault, detest us, <laughs> uh, put up with us. What do you guys talk about when you go out for beers after a game? About or the, like, especially about the media. I want yeah, to know. Jake. Share Come some on. stories. Yeah, really know. A lot of times we talk about the game, you know, because that's fresh on our mind. Everyone's 
excited about a good play they had or laughing at something you know that happened during the game and and when you win it's all fun and games and, and everything's great but you know we got to just keep moving and, and keep trying to get these wins and keep staying on top of our record um oh. yeah about the media i don't know we don't really talk much about it really not too much no like Wallers doesn't have any uh, classroom sessions on uh, how to handle us and I know he covers like talking. Things. Oh yeah, there's got to be that. Yeah. yeah, they they say to uh, you know stay away from comparisons and just try to you know keep other people's names out of your mouth. Do they do the to... Bull Durham uh, cliche uh, ritual? You know, like uh, did you see Bull Durham? No, I don't yeah, where so. uh, you know Crash is telling. You haven't seen Bull Durham? I don't know what that is. The movie Bull what? Durham. <laughs> Baseball. No. Shame on you, oh, sir. All right, well, I'll rent it. it. But anyway, he, he's telling the new pitcher about <laughs> how to. They don't rent movies anymore. You know, how, yeah, how to do cliches, okay? You know, we're it's taking streaming. one at a time. Yeah, yeah, really. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, avoid the cliches, yeah. uh, no comparisons, yeah. and obviously, uh, you know, don't call your general manager names like Antonio Brown. How about that? How about that? Yeah, it's all him. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy indeed. We call him Whitewater Jesus. The media with the beard and the long hair. Are you comfortable with that nickname? Yeah, whatever they want to call me. Whatever that works. Whatever <laughs> works. Jay Kumaro just getting it going here with the pack. And a fan was just up and said, you know what? You're already one of the most popular guys on the team. And I agree. Uh, you have just, you're a fan favorite. It's amazing. We got the best fans in the league, so it's easy. You're right up there. You're right up there with 12 and the rest of them. Uh, Jake, uh, Amos with the pick. The Smith Sack Company, as Preston called it. I thought that was kind of cute. Uh, two and a half of the five sacks. The three free agents on that side of the ball. And let's not forget Billy Turner, who jumps in. All making an impact. I mean, could you see this coming uh, at all, you know, through camp? We certainly, I saw Zedarius making plays every day in camp, it seemed like. Uh, that these guys would really make that kind of an impact right out of the gate. Yeah, I think I, I saw it, man, from uh, from when those guys got here and they went through offseason with us and Billy on the offense, he, he stepped in and was a force right away. His, his presence alone just, you know, he's out there in control. Uh, the rest of the guys on defense, they've been trouble for us uh, as an offense, you know, going through camp and, tr and training camp. So we thought they were going to make plays on Sunday or Thursday it was, and it uh, turned out that, you know, they held their own. They, they did a good job. They certainly did. The, the, Chemical reactions, and we always talk about chem the chemical reactions of how a team comes together in the summer. Can you just talk about how that process went, how the locker room just started meshing over the long five, six months before you finally kicked it off? What was that like, and, 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 and what, is, what do you feel it's like right now? I feel like we're a real close, uh, tight-knit group right now, uh, especially getting the win after the first, first week. You know, that was huge for us and huge for our team to get, get excited about. And going through you know the off season and becoming a lot closer locker room, you know we did a lot of team activities throughout OTAs. We you know we went bowling, we went paintballing. You, you know, came we, in here a couple of times, yeah, right? Yeah, I've Swung been it. here twice already with really? some of my friends. Yeah, and we had a little team event here too, and to get some of the guys out and get together. So uh, you know we do a lot of things off the field too, and it's uh, you know they're they're good guys, so it's easy to have fun with them. So who's the wicked foursome? Um, man, me and Rob Tunyon and, and Tim Boyle and then usually Luke Patrick. Really? Yeah, that's our, that's our group. We love going golfing, too. Uh, me and the guys love getting out there. Who's the best bowler on the team? Man, I tell you what, um, Zadarius came in there. He, he said he's never bowled before. Yeah, <laughs> we were all laughing, so. like, no way. So he didn't even put his fingers in the holes, and he'll just roll the ball <laughs> as hard as he can. And he bowled four strikes in a row. We were going crazy. 
That's hilarious. It's just all strength, just bowling strikes. Did he go with the 16-pound ball, or did he go with the pink <laughs> ball that's eight pounds? He had the big dog. <laughs> big dog, and I'm sure the drill holes weren't big enough for his hands yeah, anyway. Why. Who, who on the team took paintball too seriously? <laughs> uh, probably my team. Uh, probably a lot of teams. <laughs> Everyone was getting uh, – because, you know, when you get shot with the paintball, you can wipe the paint off, and it doesn't look like you got hit. And there was there was only one ref out there, so some guys were trying to stay uh, in a little extra. <laughs> so they had the extra handkerchief to wipe Did, it yeah, clean. Unless you got really got caught or you really got shot down good, some guys were trying to stay in. But most guys would go out, so it was fun. What's, it was fun. Is there a guy in the team that's more like Rambo than the other guys on the team? <laughs> yeah, there's a couple guys that uh, had their own guns. Uh oh. And uh, there's a couple guys wearing just t-shirts, you know, trying to be. Kind of big, tough guys out there. Yeah, it was fun. The bandanas, the whole works. Yep. <laughs> yeah, all right. So you uh, had a couple of days off, went down to see little brother Derek playing. I did, yeah. Saturday, the Whitewater opened up their season, and I realized we had the day off, so I figured, shoot, why not make the drive and go meet my mom and dad and nice. sister and watch little brother play, and they got the win. It was a great time. What were his stats from the game? Do you remember? Yeah, I think he had, like, Five or six catches for like got 60. Right here. Yeah, How about like six for 42. Six for 42. Perfect. Six for 42 yeah, for the junior. Job. He had a couple nice blocks too. You know, they ran the ball good in the red zone and he, you know, sprung one of the guys for a touchdown. 42 7 win over Dubuque to get yeah. it started. You were part of a, an unbelievable run and it, you know, it was Whitewater and Mountain Union for what, six straight years, I think, in this Divi Division Three championship game? Yeah, could have been. That's crazy. Yep. What, um, looking at your brother, Derek. What's the strongest part of his game? Uh, he's big out there, and he's fast. You know, he's good at running. And uh, I think when you're a receiver and you can just, you know, run and get by people, uh, you're going to have a good time, you know, getting open. So it makes it easy. And he's got great hands. He's just a good overall receiver, but he can run. What's the weakest part of his game? <laughs> uh, his hair. It's not, it's not as long as mine yet. No? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nah, his hair is the weak yeah. part of his game? <laughs> yeah. his, it looks good on him. Uh, he's growing it out, though, so I like it. Has anybody uh, tugged at yours from behind yet? Uh, no, I have not too bad. I've been pretty good since okay. I've had it. All right. Yeah. I've always wondered why defenders don't do that. <laughs> because you can. You can grab the hair. Yeah. It's you will go down quick, I would yeah. think. I've seen it happen with dreadlocks before, but never right. with uh, yeah. never happened, happened to me before. Probably easier to grab dreadlocks than that. Get a little more grip to it, yeah. The other thing I always wanted to ask you, I mean, is the chin strap comfortable with that thing under your chin? Yeah, it makes it nice and soft. Just snugs really? in there. Mm -hmm. It is a hell of a beard. I mean, that's... Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to grow it out the rest of the season, probably. Really? <laughs> that's like sure. hockey playoffs. I love it. Yeah. How Those long has this weeks. been going? Um, I've had it for maybe this is third year. It's like two and a half years. Uh, I trim it up shorter in the off seasons and then let it come back. So I've just had it for a while. Do your own trimming or do you go to a pro? Uh, I go to a guy that... Uh, there's a barber called uh, Hand Can. A uh, guy named Hansel, he's a real good dude, and he comes by the stadium and cuts hair for the guys, nice. too. So he's good stuff. There you go. Trims All right. Up, yeah. Jake Coomer, our guest and I, talking his old Whitewater days in this Green Bay Packer offense. Uh, but it just had to be a great thrill for you to really get going after being a practice squatter uh, last season and then the preseason you had last year. And I don't even want to talk about the play against Pittsburgh. But nonetheless, that was – it really looked to be your coming out party after waiting – Patiently, patiently for a couple of seasons. Yeah, you know, I'm just uh, waiting for the opportunity, waiting for, you know, a couple of balls in the game and trying to make the most of it. Uh, I think that last year, you know, getting hurt kind of made me, you know, even hungry for more. So now I'm ready.
Well, it's coming. It's coming. Uh, I, you know, there are going to be a lot of multiple receiver sets, and uh, I know it didn't get a lot of snaps on the offensive side uh, Thursday night, but they'll be coming, I am sure, for Jake Coomer. Jake, offensive P.I., uh, you guys have had a talking to about it, I'm sure, this offseason because it's a point of emphasis, especially after what happened in New Orleans last year. Yeah, they definitely covered that with us um, about how you can review the play without a penalty flag being thrown and, and to definitely be more cautious of the offensive pass interference. But I mean, it's not going to change the way that we play as receivers. We're going to do what we got to do to make the catch. And if you know you, your instinct takes over and you give a little push and it ends up getting called, then it's tough. But you try not to the next time. They say it's saber rattling on the downfield throws. Okay. Arms trying to take your arm down, your arm trying to get a shoulder off of you. Uh, it, almost every route we could have some of that they say there's holding on every penalty but the way the physical part of the game is uh receiver db out in the open field there's a lot to it yeah there's some pushing and shoving going on a lot of hand fighting too and, and especially the dbs they're always going to try and grab when they feel like they're going to get beat that's just the reaction they do so you got to try and fight through it and and hope that they call it and most of the time they don't so you can't complain about it you got to just take make try and make the catch <laughs> yeah indeed see Let's go back to the family athletic history. We know about you. We know about Derek now, player at UW-Whitewater. Your dad was a first-round draft pick of the Dolphins back in 1988. What about your mom and sister? Do they have an athletic pedigree? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my sister played basketball at Whitewater. She was a year older than me. Uh, she started all four years, set almost every record in the books uh, when it comes to points and rebounds and block shots. And... Uh, yeah, she's about 6'2". She, she knows how to hoop. And then my mom, she's been like a athletic, like uh, she teaches yoga and spin class and Pilates, basically athletic trainer for her whole life. And uh, she's now doing a lot more like reformer Pilates and a lot of stuff like that. So she's, uh, she's the guru, to be honest, more than any of us. She's definitely, she knows her stuff. <laughs> so, so growing up in that household, it was kind of like, all right, you guys are going to be athletes. Game this on. Is just, yeah. You guys, the Kumaro gene is the athletic gene. Yeah, I played a lot of sports growing up. Uh, had to. Uh, otherwise, you know, you'd be going to school and then going to sports is just the way it was with all my brothers and sisters and cousins and everything. Uh, my parents were, you know, more than happy to help us out and take us to practice and always be there for us. My dad coached a lot, coached me a lot, um, which is what made it, you know, made it fun, made it easy. So they, they played a big role. You mentioned your cousins, Nick and Joey Bosa. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty talented guys there, too. Yeah, they sure are. Um, you know, I hope the best for them this season. And, uh, yeah, we all grew up kind of close by as kids. And, you know, we didn't uh, necessarily play on the same teams together. But, you know, we were always out and about doing pretty much the same thing. Yeah, so, so. the neighborhood <laughs> pickup game had to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, you guys would have never lost if you joined forces. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, we had a, a big family, you know, growing up. So we would always be in the yard playing, having fun. You grew up Chicago, right? I grew up down in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Oh, okay. Born Chicago. Born in Chicago, and then when we were two, when I was two or three years old, moved back to Florida, and then I spent my childhood there until we moved back before high school to Chicago. So um, you uh, were from high school in Chicago, then to Whitewater, right? Yep. Right. Yep. Okay. Were you Bears guy, Cubs guy? Was there any really sort of allegiance if you bounced around a little bit? Um, no, we, we were. You know, I was a fan of my dad, obviously, and the teams he was uh, he was on, and. Um, we always liked the Dolphins, and then we did, you know, 
like the Bears a bit when we were back home in Chicago. But, you know, I was always a Brett Favre fan and Tom Brady fan. You know, I like the quarterbacks. So uh, we were Pack fans, uh, absolutely. So we were, yeah, we were all just fans. So do um, you have any issues with your helmet this offseason about getting a new fit or anything <laughs> like that? No, no. Helmet's good. Is it? All right. Is it though? <laughs> Why? Yeah. No, I mean, I'm just curious. Anto- you know? Antonio Brown had a big issue oh, yeah. with his helmet, yeah, right? Well, you know, the but helmet gate. And- Tom Brady's talked about he doesn't like the helmet. He just didn't file grievances and all that kind of stuff. There's been other players that say, mm, yeah. "We like our old ones." <laughs> when guys have been doing something a certain way for quite a long time and. They, you know, why fix it when it's not broken, you know? I suppose. <laughs> well, Brady's big point was it's like an extra pound or so on his neck. And he goes, that is, and you wouldn't think about this, I guess, but that is something he's got to take into consideration. It's just that different feel yeah. from you, that position. And you were talking it's, during a, such small little I things. Know. And you were talking during the break about there's new shields out for you guys, new visors that are tinted. Yeah, and yeah they, uh, they got new helmets this year and they got new visors. So NFL is now done a sponsorship with Oakley so now all the visors that we wear uh, are actual Oakley ones before they used to be like Nike ones and Under Armour ones and Adidas ones just without like the sticker on it so it just looked like a clear shield but now that they did the deal with Oakley we all have to wear Oakley visors and they're allowing us to wear I guess like a slight tint so it helps with the lights and then the sun does it really it does. just yeah, it feels good. wipe out the glare yeah it looks nice i haven't noticed the difference really it's just in pictures when you see it so no more eye black or nothing like that you know guys still wear that yeah not everyone wears a visor either so yeah that's true yeah. that's true all right vikings are next uh very good defense again jake uh and a very experienced secondary whether it's xavier rhodes trey waynes harrison smith uh familiar enemy list on that team Sure is. We got a head jump on a head start jump on them today in uh, practice and meetings. You know, we got to look over what they're all about, and they're definitely a solid group. And it's another divisional opponent, and we're lucky to get them at home right now. And we got to take advantage of this opportunity. Three in a row at home. You guys have a really good opportunity to parlay one division win. Let's start with just one division win to another. Uh, but uh, after such a tough time uh, in the division last couple of years. You could put a foot down here uh, against the two teams uh, that were above you last year. Absolutely. It's a, like I said, this is a big, big game for us, big, big win. Uh, if we get the win, it'll be huge. We're going to work uh, our hardest this week in game plan. And, you know, we got some things to go off of last week now watching the game film, uh, some corrections to make. So now that we're going to see what we did wrong in that game, and now we're not going to let that happen again, we're going to bounce back. And I'm sure, you know, finally getting Aaron snaps after not taking any of the preseason. Aaron Jones, same thing. Uh, lot, you know, it was the really first go-round for those guys. So was it? Uh, they. I feel like in the preseason, that third game we played in Canada, we uh, where we shortened the field and, and <laughs> kind of had like a you know a little different type of game. I think that they were supposed to play a little more yeah. that game and didn't end up getting in. And then you know you don't want to play them right before the Bears game. So how weird so. was that up in Winnipeg? <laughs> it was weird. It was really weird. I didn't think it'd be that big of a deal, but it felt way different. <laughs> it just looked different. It looked really weird. But before history. we, yeah, before we let you go, go back to your childhood a little bit. What was your first football memory growing up? Um, definitely playing flag football down in Florida with my dad coaching me there, and and just playing flag football. You know, just having fun out there and, and getting driven to practice every day and. And the Chevy Blazer, remember that car for sure. <laughs> what color was the Chevy was Blazer? Maroon. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> the best of the colors for it the Chevy awesome. Blazer. It was awesome. Yeah, I remember. I remember those memories. Uh, you know, pretty good, and and they're a lot of fun. 
Were you a were you a stud flag football player? I was solid, yeah. Got the ball a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was the quarterback. Uh, you know, my dad was the coach. You know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you're going to get the ball a lot. All right, yeah, I see how that works. If if you weren't a football player, what would you be doing? What would your career path be? Um, I don't know. I've always liked snowboarding a lot. Maybe I'd try snowboarding and go, go live in the mountains, you know. <laughs> Are you good enough to uh, maybe go pro in that in that world? or? Uh, who knows? Maybe if I spent a lot of time doing it, as much time as I do playing football, maybe. Are you allowed to snowboard? Yeah, I mean, in the off season, you got some time off. You can go, right. go hang out. Yeah, well, we've heard morning. about guys that, you know. Just be careful, obviously. Just be yeah. careful. Yeah. Not doing any tricks and stuff. All right, no yeah, half-pipe no half stuff. You guys right? can't live in a bubble in the off season. I mean, yeah. you have to be, you know, you got to go out and live a life. Yeah, yeah, but they make a pretty good living. Oh, sure. You know, yeah. without the bubble, you know, on the football field. Well, they're not signing up to be MMA fighters that's in the true. off season. Yeah, it's that's not... true. <laughs> All right, yeah. All right. He's All not right. taking on Conor McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'd like to see that. Yeah, yeah. That would be fun. Uh, Jake, really uh, glad it's working out for you. Uh, I think some big games are, are coming. Uh, I just saw somebody brought up a photo of uh, your first touchdown catch in New York. Uh, your first... You still sleep with that football at night? I got it right in my room. Do you? Nice. Sure. Well, you're getting another one <laughs> in a couple of weeks, I am sure. With three at home, uh, get ready. Work on the Lambo leap. It's coming there, Jake. I know it is. Awesome. I'm ready. All right. I know you are. And I really appreciate you coming on over tonight, uh, especially uh, after a, a big weekend win over the Bears, the Vice to come. Best of luck. Stay healthy, all that sort of thing. And uh, it was a blast having you over. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for having me. Go all back. Right.